there are few feelings worse in the world than that of being sick and unable to do anything about it. Remedies exist for the common cold, to help battle the symptoms of the flu, and for all kinds of bacterial infections. We've done a great job in medical science eradicating polio, smallpox, making cholera a disease that runs rampant in the third world, and not in the south during certain times of the year as it used to. Yet, when you run into a global pandemic like the one we're experiencing, all bets are off. Really, anyone could be struck with the virus like COVID-19 at any time and be knocked down to their knees. It is unfair, it is random, and most importantly, it is a threat to our very lives if we're not careful. I'm Kevin the Editor, and I thank you for joining me for this special edition of Talking Points on Bulk today, focused squarely on COVID-19. More than 15 million people have contracted COVID-19 in the United States since the virus began to spread worldwide late last year. Throughout that time, longtime friend and probate court judge Tony Brazier was careful. Back at the beginning and through August, he served as the county's coroner and got a first-hand look at the toll that the virus has taken on people's lives, all while being as careful as possible not to contract the virus himself. Then several days ago, Tony got sick and went this past weekend to get tested and found out that he had, despite his best efforts, contracted COVID-19. In this special edition of Talking Points on Polk today, Judge Brazier asked for some time to talk about his experience with the virus, the dangers it poses to everyone, and more during a phone interview earlier today after he began to feel better from the impact the symptoms can cause on the body for those who have COVID and get it in full force. So tune in after a brief word from our sponsor of this episode, Floyd Medical Center, for the full interview with Brazier. At Floyd, patient safety is a priority. In fact, it's a daily commitment. A commitment that wherever you see a Floyd logo, you know you'll receive respectful, compassionate care that is centered on your safety and wellness. It's a personal commitment to protect your health. And we stand ever ready to deliver quality care and peace of mind. You deserve to feel safe and secure. And our entire team is here to make sure that you do. To learn more about our commitment to provide enhanced safety and care you can trust, visit floyd.org safe. Tony Brazier, Polk County probate judge. Thank you so much for joining me here on Talking Points on Polk today. Uh, so, as I understand it, um, after calling me Sunday to inform me that you had COVID-19, you are doing much better, and I'm grateful to hear that. Um, talk to me a little bit about your experience with the virus and, and how you have personally dealt with it. Well, Kevin, I... Uh... As you know, about a week ago, I was, uh, uh, became symptomatic and, uh, uh, immediately, uh, uh, didn't mess around with this thing. I reported to, uh, uh, the ER and, and we began to, uh, uh, do some diagnostic testing and very quickly realized that, uh, that I was COVID positive. And uh, you got to understand, uh, ever since I was serving as uh, coroner of this county and the pandemic uh, came into place, I, uh, I've had a, uh, uh, a zero tolerance for it. I've uh, wore masks and gloves and uh, have dealt with the, uh, the virus uh, many, many times on many, many deaths. 
So, you know, I practice uh, safe procedures with masks and gloves and, and social distancing, uh, but it, it still managed to uh, uh, penetrate my defenses and infect me. Now, I have had uh, uh, a cornucopia of symptoms. Uh, I've had fever, I've had chills, uh, presented with a, just a terrible headache that nothing touches. Uh, I've had body aches that I can compare to somebody just beating me all over with a ball bat. Additionally, I've got a dry, non-productive cough. Uh, I've lost my sense of taste and smell. Um, drinking coffee tastes like drinking salt water. Uh, but the, the, the important thing that I've learned is that you, you have to, you have to uh, keep mobile, keep deep breathing, because you don't want to develop pneumonia. Pneumonia is the, is the nemesis and the evil that goes along with this virus. Uh, last thing you need to do is, uh, to, you know, to wind up on a vent. And, uh, so, so I've kept mobile, kept moving around. I was isolated here at home, uh, and still, still isolating, uh, until I get a negative, uh, test result. And, uh, just, just felt I'm obliged to, uh, let the public know that, hey, you know, Please, please take this virus seriously because, uh, you know, we have people dying every day from it. Uh, wear your mask religiously. Uh, you know, religiously use gloves when you're uttering documents to a bank or uh, to your lawyer or, or paying a bill. Uh, you know, uh, we, we there in our uh, division of the courts uh, we, we still aren't open to the public, so we're taking documents in through the windows and waiting on the general public. <coughs> my, my apologies. Uh, waiting on the general public through the windows uh, for, for not only their protection, but also, also protection of our staff. And, uh, and, and there, there's no shame in wearing latex gloves or plastic gloves if you're allergic to latex. And there's certainly no ch- no no shame in wearing a mask. So Tony, um, I, I guess my next question is is that a lot of people have, have tried to compare this to having the flu. It sounds to me this is much worse than the flu. Would would you say that? Oh, absolutely. I've had uh, in my many years of public safety service, uh, in my my many years of serving the public. Uh, you know, I've been out in all types of weather and all types of circumstances and have had the flu, uh, uh, on, on numerous occasions and, uh, and, and went through the, the, you know, the six or seven days that you have the flu and you bounce back and you go right on. Uh, this is without a doubt, uh, Kevin, one of the worst, uh, viruses that I have ever contracted. Uh, I, I have a newfound appreciation uh, for the debilitating effect of this virus and, uh, and, and it gives me new meaning and new cause 
to call for people to be more careful because uh, I have at this point in time uh, a number of my uh, closest friends are in Rome, Georgia right now in either of the two hospitals uh, on ventilators uh, from coronavirus. And these these were pretty healthy individuals. And, and I'm, we are all sorry to hear that, and and we're all praying for those people, of course, because you know no nobody wants to be in that situation right now. Absolutely, and that's that's why I want to tell the public, listen, this thing this thing's real. I'm amazed at the number of people in the general public that don't that don't think that this thing is real. Uh, and and they're not going to think it's real until it reaches out and touches them or touches one of their family members or one of their friends. And and I tell I'll tell you now this is this is worse than any influenza that I have ever had in my life. And uh, and my my uh, physician. Uh, in Rome, and uh, the physician that uh, treated me initially, uh, you know, both uh, have told me uh, that, you know, I I may not bounce back in seven to ten days like you would normally. Uh, It may take uh, two to three weeks. It may take longer after that to get your strength back. Well, let's talk about the long-term consequences of this a little bit because we, we've we seen some studies that have shown that there can be heart problems caused by COVID, that there's long-term pulmonary issues that people are experiencing who have dealt with COVID, that um, there have been some patients even that, that have gotten COVID tested negative for it, gone months, and then recontracted COVID. So are are you worried in yourself about those long-term effects and impacts on, on your health? And I, I am. Uh, uh, the uh, Johns Hopkins University has recently done a study, uh, a study of uh, 100,000 cases so far, and... Uh, um, of course, of course, I have not made it to that age point yet, but uh, we don't know uh, if it backs up and goes into the younger years as well. But we know for a fact that in certain cases, uh, studies are telling us that uh, this has a uh, can have a significant uh, effect on the heart valves. Uh, the valves in the heart that close the chambers of the heart that sh- that they that's utilized by the circulatory system uh, to disperse blood properly. We uh, we have uh, been told that uh, additional studies have been performed by a number of uh, hospitals, teaching hospitals across the Northeast and uh, now in the Midwest. That's showing signs that this virus, uh, on a prolonged, lengthy period of time, will affect the performance of the lungs. Uh, it tends to, uh, the lungs tend to uh, develop thickening of the walls of lungs. 
uh, the uh, secretions uh, become thickened and they develop things that are called pleural infiltrates and pleural effusions, which causes, uh, uh, you know, from, from pneumonia just causes it to progress. And uh, so I, I think uh, I think down the road we're we're going to see uh, another generation, another wave of uh, patients that's had uh, and gotten over the coronavirus, but will wind up with uh, residual effects uh, to other organ systems, and and that's what's so frightening about this uh, particular virus. Now, uh, uh, sorry. Now, in your time as as coroner, you you also got to see a lot of the the tragic side of this virus and the deaths. Can can you explain a little bit about what kills a person when they have COVID? Is it the virus itself, or or secondary infections usually? The virus itself uh, attacks the most uh, vulnerable aspects of, of the hum- human body. Uh, if, if somebody has a, uh, uh, say for example, a smoker, I, I don't mean to beat up on the smoker, but say for example, a smoker has uh, an affinity uh, or propensity to developing uh sinus infections or uh, bronchitis uh, during bad weather months or whatever from smoking, the virus will attack the pulmonary system. But it's always secondary uh, uh, diagnoses that worsen that generally results in the death and that being uh, you know, acute to chronic uh, pneumonia, uh, acute to chronic bronchial pneumonia. Uh, we've seen patients uh, that have died as a result of the the, uh, the the person becoming septic from the uh, uh, virus, and, and that's what a lot of the old timers used to call blood poisoning, and. Uh, but they become septic. When you become septic, generally sepsis, which is a blood-borne infection, which uh, is generated by the virus attacking different organ systems, uh, you you can have pneumonia, you can have uh, sepsis can go to the kidneys and and start uh, damaging them. The kidneys are very delicate uh, organs and that they have to have a certain uh, diagnostic pH level to function. And if, if, if the filtering capabilities of your, your kidneys fail you, then we have to get you on emergency dialysis as quickly as possible. I've also seen it, uh, in same reports where it has, uh, uh, people that have, uh, uh, they may have something simple, simple like fatty liver disease or uh, a compromised liver and not know it. Uh, the virus can uh, in the uh, digestive tract attack the liver, uh, attack mesenteric uh, vessels that feed the uh, the small intestines and large intestines, and can start uh, 
uh, issues in in those areas. So it's it's it, it provides the nurturing effect for secondary issues that uh, that can be very debilitating and and ultimately lethal. I I guess what's next for you now? Like you, you've got to be sitting here thinking, okay, you're you're in this isolation and and you're going through this, but but you got to be thinking a little bit more ahead, like of of how you can think about your your safety more often. Absolutely. Well, I, as, as as you know, and I don't know if the public knew this or not, but I I've, ever since I've uh, ever since this thing started back uh, the first of the year, you know, I guess I've uh, over overly took it seriously. Uh, you know, I've been kind of OCD about uh, wearing a mask and uh, wearing gloves when when need to be, and uh, social distancing, so on and so forth. Insisted on my team with Carter's office when I was over it, uh, doing the same thing and keeping them safe. Uh, law enforcement uh, as well. You know, we preached to them and. Uh, we got out as, uh, as, as many PPE, personal protection, uh, equipments, uh, masks, gloves, uh, aprons, uh, uh suits, so on and so forth to, to law enforcement and fire service and EMS guys. Uh, you know, we, we made them aware of just how infectious this was. And, and, uh, you know, and when I, when I took over the probate court, uh, and, and the traffic court for the county, you know, I immediately, uh, you know, started, uh, uh, schooling my staff on, uh, what we needed to do to protect ourselves. But I'm a prime example of, you know, uh, I, I track all the right decisions, do all the right things, and, and I still came down with it. And now that, uh, now that I'm being beginning to feel better and I'm on the bend uh, but, but I'm, I'm about right in the middle of my 14 or 15 day of quarantining uh, here at home uh, you know my 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 personal physician who's an internal internal medicine physician with Redmond uh, Dr. Singh you know he's already told me that he's going to do some uh, routine uh, EKGs on me uh, following uh, all of this uh, for about a year and he's also going to do uh, routine blood work on me uh, every three months for about a year uh, just checking my, my kidney function checking my liver function uh, uh, checking my uh, electrolytes and uh, my EKG just making sure that uh, that I don't have any residual effects because a lot of uh, a lot of people do, and uh, uh, I think once I get to the point where I can get out of quarantine and I'm no longer infectious, uh, you know, I, I can get back to work and uh, go like gangbusters. But uh, just have to, uh, you know, it's one step at a time, and we just we have to take this thing very seriously. Well, let's try to end this interview at least on a little bit of a positive note since you, you are talking about getting back to work. How has your transition from uh, being coroner to being probate judge been going? Uh, have you found it interesting? 
Yes, very much so. Uh, I, uh, uh, of course, uh, as, as you well know, I, I, forensics, I love forensics, and, uh, and will, that will always be one of my first loves when it comes to uh, uh, the investigative aspects of things. Uh, I don't think there's uh, uh, any anything greater than, uh, uh, you know, having a puzzle and, and, and not stopping until you figured it out but uh but i but the, the courts uh i have i've thoroughly enjoyed uh, uh you know i took over uh, uh uh august 31st going into september the first and uh uh we have transitioned into the office now we're fully transitioned uh, uh have thoroughly uh have, have thoroughly enjoyed it uh, we're, we're serving as, uh, many people as we can in the probate court, uh, with the estates and, uh, guardianships and, uh, conservatory, uh, aspects of the, of the court. And, and equally we're, you know, we're serving, uh, more people, uh, uh, in the traffic courts. Uh, we've had several large arraignments, uh, which we have handled, uh, extremely well. Uh, we do ask uh, folks to please uh, be patient with us as we check you in for uh, the arraignment process for a traffic court because we do uh, just so many uh, in the morning session of arraignments and then uh, so many in the, in the evening sessions of arraignments that uh, we're trying our best to accommodate uh, as many uh, as many folks as we can, as safely as we can. Uh, we uh, we work very closely with the uh, sheriff's department. Uh, security details uh, in the courthouses. Uh, they work very hard to uh, uh, help to uh, maintain the uh, the safety aspects of uh, placement of uh, folks in the courts, uh, and that helps us to. Uh, uh, cut down on any cross exposures or any exposure possibility uh, inside the, the courthouse. I'm very proud of uh, uh, our our uh, uh, probate court. I'm very proud of um, um, Stacy Baines and uh, the Superior Court, uh, uh, Judge Murphy and, and Judge Liam. Uh, we we've all got on the same page, and we're trying to be very hard to protect as many people. Uh, as they come into the courthouse as possible. And, uh, but yes, sir, I've, uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, uh, coming into the uh, uh, probate court, and I look forward to many, many years of service to the, uh, to the fine people of Polk County and want to help them everywhere in the world that I can. Well, yes, sir, and, and I, I know I myself certainly look forward to, to many more years of service. Um, with you in Polk County Probate Judge. So, Tony Brazier, thank you very much for joining me here on Talking Points on Polk today. Is uh, there any final words you'd like to leave our audience with? Uh, just uh, uh, say a prayer for me. Prayer never, uh, prayer never hurts anybody and always strengthens the soul. And uh, and just be diligent uh, with this uh, with this virus because it is. Uh, it is something that we've got to take seriously, and uh, uh, a glove up if need be, and definitely mask up, social distance, 
And, uh, you know, if you do start getting sick, uh, get to, uh, get to the emergency room or your doctor and let them swab you and, and make sure you don't have it. All right. Well, thank you again, Tony. Thank you, Kevin. Always a pleasure to talk to my friend. Well, we will, uh, talk again soon. Thanks again to my friend Tony Brazier for the opportunity to talk to him, even while he remains sick and in isolation about his COVID-19 experience. I cannot stress enough how important it is right now to wear a mask everywhere you go out in public and to be extra diligent about your surroundings. If someone seems too close, you need to move away. If they aren't wearing a mask, you really ought to move away from them right now. And don't take it personally, it is just smart business. Wash your hands for at least 20 seconds, that's happy birthday sung twice with hot water and soap, and use hand sanitizer when that isn't available. Also, it is a good idea to scrub down your house with disinfectants regularly, since everyone is not always as careful all the time as they should be, and any items that are touched normally, like doorknobs and handles, can help spread diseases, and not just the COVID-19 virus. This holiday season, please take as much precautions as you can to avoid spreading COVID-19, especially to elderly relatives. I don't like to see my friends and family sick. No one does. So take sensible precautions and be reasonable about what you're doing. And that will help make a big impact in bringing new cases back down. And help friends of mine like Tony avoid getting sick because they don't need to. Check back in the coming days for the next episode of Talking Points on Polk Today, and I thank you for tuning into this special episode with Polk County Probate Court Judge Tony Brazier. I hope he's doing better, and I get to see him again in the coming days. Find additional episodes of Talking Points on Polk Today, along with news, sports, video, and more at polktoday.com with local news that is advertiser-supported and available for readers free of charge. Also help support the growth of this podcast by sharing it with your friends, especially this episode, and learn how to become a sponsor of the podcast and other Polk Today products by getting in touch with me by email at kevin at polk.today. That's kevin at polk.today, where you can also send comments, concerns, show ideas, and more. Tune back in before Christmas for a special episode of Talking Points on Polk Today. I'm Kevin, the editor. I appreciate you tuning in and hope you'll listen in next time. This Pulp Today podcast is a product of Myrick Multimedia, LLC.